Hey guys, this is Gina Versa. Good to uh, seeing here you um, coming from you from the Palpatine throne room, Sith, whatever, Exegol, whatever the fuck that was. Exegol. Uh, Ex Exegol, yeah. Um, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us today. It's uh, just me again this week as the host, but I got some cool guests with me. Um, first up to my right, I'm not sure like, uh, well, it's on Zoom, but. Hey, I think that's my left, but I have my uh, good friend, Shelby Chandler. How are you? Hey, how's it going? How you doing? Good. I'm Shelby. I'm a Star Wars fan, and I work in public access. Let's go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we had you on the Mandalorian episode talking Ahsoka. It was like episode 12, 14, I don't know, uh, for the I Jedi. So. Yeah, that was a fun yeah, one. Mm -hmm. That was a good one. That was a fun one to be on. Lots of exciting things happening and then it and then they <laughs> happened yeah yeah but it's awesome to have you back again yeah that was a good that was yeah. a good uh recording yeah it was like post thanksgiving so yeah awesome to have you back and uh good to see you again um we also have andrew salazar how are you doing buddy hello hello i am uh, doing fantastic yeah. of course i'm always willing to take a break for my other duties to come on and talk about Star Wars, specifically, usually Star Wars animation. But every <laughs> now and then, I also like to, you know, come on and talk crap about live action stuff and release some steam. But that won't be happening today. Well, at least hopefully not as much as we think so. <laughs> OK. Yeah, no, don't be as salty because it's like this is uh, the good Star Wars, not that bad. <laughs> it's no all salty bad. Star no. Wars today. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, um, I guess happy belated May the 4th. Um, yeah, this episode will probably be dropping past that. But well, hope you guys had a good one. I'm not sure if you saw any movies or anything for it. Besides, I uh, watched the, the Simpsons. Oh, I watched the Simpsons short. Oh, I saw that as well. It's like the Force. Was it like the Force Awakens, like Maggie Simpson? or Force Awakens from its nap. And I watched it, and they were just doing the, um, what was it called? Because it was based off another short that they did with Maggie that was actually really oh, good. Longest Daycare. Yeah, Longest Daycare at the Ayn Rand School. And now this one is <laughs> the Star good. Wars School. Mm -hmm. And I actually, I read an article. They made that in like four months. And I'm like, oh, really? Oh, man. Four <laughs> Simpsons writers and animators. I know. Yeah. Because you're there a big Simpsons fan, right? Andrew doesn't I'm watch huge, it. I'm a huge Simpsons fan. I try to, there are gems in there past 11, even though you don't believe me, Gene, but there are some <laughs> gems. I'm still, uh, I'm working on the list. Okay. I think but, I, 11's like 2000, right? I think so. Yeah. Because okay. I think past like season like 13 or 14, that's when I tap out. Like there's a couple yeah. episodes I've seen, but I think. Yeah, I think there are good episodes past 11. Um, I'm not sure if, and I'm going a little off talk, but did you see um, one of the Simpsons writers, his name is John Swalzer. He's like mm -hmm. one of the biggest like writers next to like Conan on the Simpsons, but he's a famous recluse. He finally gave an interview. No, I didn't see that. So yeah, it, was pretty, it blew up. Yeah, It blew up. It was on Twitter. Yeah, I'll send it to you after, but like he was just talking like he wrote uh, the episode Homer's Enemy with Frank Grimes. And they asked him, like, what's your, um, like, what was your process? Like, what was it like? You're like, you know, that's a really dark episode. Like, what do you have to say about that? He's like, well, 
you know he did uh frank grimes he didn't like our homer he had it coming like, <laughs> you know it's you know it was on him like that's kinda, true yeah kind of true because homer didn't really do anything to grimy he just was being himself you know and he was just jealous he's so. the one person I think in all of Simpsons that Homer genuinely didn't do anything to. He didn't, yeah. And he hated Homer for it. Yeah, he just, so, you yeah, know, I'm with him. like, you know, it's just, it's not Homer's fault, you know, like that guy hated him and was jealous because Homer just happened to, adventures happened to him. He meets like presidents. He goes into space, you know, it's not on Homer. Okay, he went to space. Mm-hmm. But uh-huh. yeah, that's a good interview. But yeah. That, Speaking of space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was trying to help you get back. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> going back. Yeah, I get off topic. It's all right. But I was just gonna say that uh, that start the Simpsons one. It was okay, but it feels like a little. Feels like a little like uh, corporate mandated. I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> the latest one I liked. I like when they did instead of okay. Again, taking us back off topic. But That's all right. The most recent one I saw, I always watched the Treehouse of Horror, and I liked how they did Thanksgiving of Horror. That was fun. You watched yeah, that. That. Cool. that was a good one. So. Yeah. Um. Because I was just going to say one thing before we go into our main topic here. On The Simpsons, there's a parody called like Space Horrors or Cosmic Horrors. Yes. And I'm, I'm like, I want them to bring that back if they have to like do all this like corporate like mandated like shorts, like just do it on their their own Star Wars in the universe. So, yeah. Yeah, instead of, um, I don't watch Family Guy, but of course I've seen the Star Wars one. Yeah. So I was like, are they just going to have the Simpsons do that? Because we already have that. But then again, they own Fox anyway. Are they just going to use Family Guy? Uh, whatever. I don't care. Yeah, we'll see. But hey, it's going to yeah, you got to get to get both of them. Exactly. It, it's nothing. Do a but... crossover again. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And then have Futurama with it, because why not? Yeah. And Disenchantment. Let's do that. I'll do that. I'll watch that. Maybe not. So, so much content to consume. So little time. So little. But, <laughs> but I guess um yeah so like the short it's two minutes so yeah if you want to check it out you can so definitely. Just but... background stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I guess that brings up to uh, the main topic here. Star Wars, not The Simpsons, even though they're both owned by Disney, the giant corporation. But um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, May, Star Wars. Well, we love Star Wars, like talking about it. All the episodes are, a lot of episodes are uh, centered on that. But um, just first question for you guys. What was uh, like your first memory with Star Wars? Like, like it doesn't even have to be a movie what like what can like what's like the first thing that you're consciously like aware of like oh hey that's like a lightsaber or what have you let's go first i'll go yeah i'll go oh you want to go first or whoever has like who could pull like from their memory memory banks (laughs) i mean i can remember because i was talking about um because we were talking about revenge of the sith with some friends before i think that's the one i really remember like being in theaters i remember because my mom used to work for did you guys have sylvan learning center i did yeah you guys are okay my mom worked at one and right next door was a newberry comics which is a new england comic books chain um from newberry street but yeah and i we bought a bunch of Star Wars toys and then we went home and then we watched Revenge of the Sith on DVD that day. Nice. And my, I was, I don't remember how old I was, but Trevor and Luke were five. Okay. So that was fun. 
That's dope, yeah. And my parents did not block us from anything, so that was fun. Good, yeah. No, that's a good movie to start with, like Revenge of the Sith, the best of the prequels. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Do you have any, like, uh, Star Wars toys or anything that was, like, like like your, like, main toy or anything? Oh, I loved art. I had an R2-D2 that had a little arm that would attach at the top. Oh, nice. Very (laughs) cool. (laughs) Um, Andrew, can you remember anything from your, like, childhood? Yeah, well, I was uh, born and raised a prequel baby. And okay. I guess that's why, well, not only because of my age, but I guess that I can definitely attest that that's one of the reasons why Star Wars animation, specifically Clone Wars and Bad Batch that we're going to get into, that's why I have like a very strong uh, connection towards these, probably more than some other fans. Okay. But I had the first, I had a Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones on DVD before I had ever seen anything related to Star Wars. I don't know why. My parents decided to buy or to own them, but I had them on DVD, and I would watch them religiously, like back to back. I was a little kid, so I didn't know how to before my film critic days. You could say yeah. I didn't know how to tell good pacing, uh, bad plot structure to whatever the hell you know. To me, I was like, wow, this is so amazing. And as a little kid, like Jar Jar Binks was like one of my like favorite <laughs> characters. I was one of those kids. I love Jar Jar. I love pod racing. Um, I love like like a boo like all all of the stuff. I still and even to this day, like I I can acknowledge that the Phantom Menace is not a good movie, but I can watch. I can I can legit sit down and watch that movie and have like the time of my life. Like I do not care if it's bad. I have such a personal connection to that film where I can sit down, you know, pop open like a, a cold one, and I'll have a. You do not need to bug me. I'll have such a great time i know like a lot of the shitty lines i know i know a lot of like the reason why it's problematic but it's to me it's just like a part of like preserving history i guess and like believe it or not i have a similar connection to attack of the clones but that one's a little more slow where i will get kind of bored now even as an adult as in phantom menace like i guess the really bad dialogue and like the some of the really weird choices keep me entertained even even at my age but I had those two on DVD. I watched them back to back religiously. And when Revenge of the Sith came out, I remember kind of vividly the lead up to that film on Cartoon Network on Toonami, watching mm-hmm. uh, the, the Gendy Tarkovsky. Yeah, oh, watching yeah. the Gendy series Those piece by piece. Watching it on TV. Yeah, yeah, they just got out of Disney Plus. Yeah. I remember watching them on TV in the were, lead up. They were during yeah, they, the commercial breaks, right? Yeah. And I was like, holy like shit. Like this is this is my shit. Um, I remember owning them when they released them in Volume 1 and Volume 2 on DVD. And, of course, one of my earliest memories of being in a theater at midnight when we used to still do midnight screenings was Revenge of the Sith. Because, yeah, my family knew, like, that I was watching these things religiously. I didn't uh, I didn't really carry over when the Clone Wars, the, the animated show, started airing on Cartoon Network. I didn't follow it back then. I remember watching Revenge of the Sith twice on opening weekend, one at midnight, and then the other on like the Saturday or Sunday. And holy, like I've until then, that's like when my when like I was always in love with it prior as a kid. But at, at that moment is when like it skyrocketed. And then I had someone, uh, one of my parents at the time was like, uh, he's like, oh, you like now that you know all of this stuff, like you think you think this stuff is good, like don't worry, like you haven't even seen like the original trilogy. And I didn't, I because I didn't have anyone back then. To show me these movies all i had was those 
I only had what was accessible to me, which were the DVDs. So you were like, so you were like a person who was like, oh man, there's no more Star Wars. And then one of your parents yeah. was like, wait. Oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. No. Wait a minute. And then, and then again, I was still fairly young. So when I saw the original trilogy, I, I still, I, I fell in love with it all over again. So when I got older, it was a little odd to me that I discovered that there was a whole like subsection of the fandom that like just legit hated Ewoks to like the core of their hearts. That was really odd I, to me because I was like, well, like do people really like fucking like pull out their hair over these little bears? And then of course, yeah. like the more that, the more that I got involved on the internet and the more that I started realizing, wow, like people really like fucking hate Pete, like hate George Lucas for creating Jar Jar Binks. I had that perspective where I was like, what the fuck is it like? Like, what have I missed? Like when I was little, I I had no awareness of any of this. I like, I just saw something I liked it and like, oh, this goes boom. I'm very entertained. Oh, this looks pretty. Yeah. Um, uh, but even to this day, I will like I will say I have not turned my back on the prequels. I acknowledge I had a coworker who was making fun of me. He was like, Andrew, you talk so much about them. But how do you like them? I was like, you can like something for it being bad or for it being what it is. You know, I can watch again. I can watch Phantom Menace. I can quote all of Jar Jar's lines. Because to me, they're really funny. I genuinely think he's really funny. And I genuinely, like, have that kind of connection to it. But yeah. I can also really, I will say without a doubt, like, I'm not just trying to, like, hype things up. But the Phantom Menace, uh, the Duel of the Fates duel. Yeah. That sounds stupid. The, duel, the fight, Duel of the Fates is still, like, probably, like, the most thrilling lightsaber fight. Obviously, it's a little bit unfair because it's, like, a dual lightsaber. But when you watch <laughs> that, I've seen it in theaters. And I've got, I have gone back to seeing that movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, more than a few times in theaters and when that shit happens it still slaps and it still it hits does. harder than some of the things that the more recent movies have probably have given us i don't know if that's a hot take or not i don't oh, think it is um uh, yeah well I, I was... and i like the new movies fairly uh -huh. but like you watch if you watch that if you watch that saber fight on the big screen with like good with good visuals and good sound that shit will take you away i can guarantee you it could still take you away yeah, do you like that scene more after like the Dave Filoni uh, explanation from it that went viral for Duel of the Fates with Qui Gon? I mean, I save Anakin's soul. Yeah, I wouldn't say that I liked it more or less. I think I I kind of do see what Dave Filoni was saying in that 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 shit went viral. <laughs> I, that shit went viral yeah. when the Mandalorian was airing. I don't think season two had come out yet. Um, I don't was, think it was. Yeah, it was a round. Oh, table. because it was a round table, right? Yeah, and I remember. And that shit went viral. And when Dave Filoni is giving that that whole explanation in front of him, he's sitting next to John Favreau and you can watch that shit again. He's he's talking like he knows what he's talking about. And we're gonna keep praising Dave Filoni. Yeah, and the rest great. Of uh, Shelby, have you have you seen that clip that we're talking about? Um, <laughs> no, I got disconnected for a second oh, and I just oh, no, got back. It's all, it's all good. Yeah. Um, Andrew, how would you? Uh, what's the context of that uh, that clip? It's Dave Filoni. He's describing. Yeah, he's describing Duel of the Fates, the fight in a more uh, metaphorical sense than in a physical sense. So he's talking about Qui-Gon and Obi versus Maul. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the sense that why it's called even Duel of the Fates or like, why does he even have that name? Like what, what's the thematic context behind this fight? Because we know it looks cool and it looks amazing, but like what, what's underneath that? He's basically giving this explanation of how like Qui-Gon, it's like for the fate of Anakin. Like the whole fight it hinges on the fate of Anakin's future. And that mm -hmm. uh, that's what Qui Gon and Obi Wan or Fragile and that's like Qui Gon goes that far to where he ends up losing his life. But in that in it's during a roundtable. It was on the 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 BTS stock for the yeah. first season of Mandalorian. I, I forgot that what was it's on Disney called. Plus. Yeah. yeah, the gallery. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you go back and watch it, and I remember it went viral. He's explaining this because he literally, this man, Dave Filoni, he's worked, he's literally, he was brought up by George himself, right? He's learned yeah. from, like, if there is to be one person to learn from, it's that person. He's like the so heir he, apparent. Yeah, in a sense. Yeah, yeah he's and, the heir apparent, yeah. And, I've heard that. I mean, look, the fandom, they love to, like, to, like, suck up to him and to put him on a high horse, but believe it or not, he kind of has more or less deserved it. Yeah. Because the stuff that he's done and the way that he's presented himself and the way that he goes about what he does, is it's a very uh, honorable and a very admirable way. Yeah. Unlike some other people who have <laughs> gone the keys to the franchise recently, but I'm not going <laughs> to name them. But So he's going back. He's explaining this and he's saying next to John uh, Favreau. Yeah. You won't find like, nepotism honestly, in Day 4. No, for absolutely sure. not. Absolutely not. Even though you could have very easily. But um, all the directors are watching something. Like Taika Waititi, um, Deborah Chow and uh, Bryce Dallas Howard and the other directors are sitting there watching him and they're like, like confounded that he's, that he's able to explain this fucking lightsaber fight. Like if it's like this, like three, like 30 page thesis or something, you know, <laughs> but more specifically, I remember the thing that stood out to me is that he's sitting right next to John Favreau. And if you look at John Favreau's face, he's like, holy shit. Like this, he has, he has a face on him that he's like, this guy might like know more than me. And he kind of, he kind of he knows that. I guess I remember that, that image of him just looking at him, people were like, Fabro fucking knows it. He fucking knows that this guy is the real deal. And I guess uh, you can attest that he acknowledged that because in the second season, he kind of handed him the keys on like, okay, I'm not going to touch Ahsoka. Yeah. Fuck that. Like, that's yeah. all you like, you just go, do buddy. what you think, you know, uh, like that's your baby and stuff like that. And, uh, but, George Lucas was like, oh, yeah, he's, he's right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, so, but when when you ask me, Gene, like, what do I think about, like, do you think it makes the fight better? I don't think it makes it, like, any, like, like, any worse or any, like, better necessarily. But it is something that I do appreciate. And I do, uh, it is, like, a context that I do, uh, that I do take to mind, if that makes any sense, you yeah. know? I'm not gonna say, oh, like Dave Filoni, he just made this thing from 20 years ago better. Like, no, that's not that's not how really how it works. Like, okay, you know, he just gave me a new perspective that I have not thought about because I always thought the fight was amazing. You know what I mean? There's nothing about it that's I think really? gonna make it any lesser or any or any better. But it is something that I do appreciate because not believe it or not, it's, it's crazy to say, but not every there's I don't feel like there are a lot of people at Lucasfilm now creative wise who are put at the forefront, front and center, um, that share this same, uh, that are able to make similar uh, levels of insight, per se. Yeah. Because other, because we, you, it's like two scales. You have Dave Filoni going back, praising the prequels, talking about all this other stuff. And on the opposite side, you have, um, you have people like Chris Terrio and J.J. Abrams who are like, <laughs> It was always about the Palpatines. It was it was always yeah. gonna be about the Palpatines. Look, you'll have them say shit like that and you're like, What? Like, what are you talking about? So I appreciate it because I feel like I wanna hear more of that from other mouths, not yeah. just him. You know right? what? I was gonna say he uh just on that note, because I don't think he's ever given too many interviews, but I think you might also find that in the Tarakoski Star Wars because I was rewatching them recently mm -hmm. and like they show like a lot of foreshadowing and they of Anakin going to the dark side, but it's stuff where it's like um, when he's like fighting a Asajj Ventress for the first time, he 
takes mm-hmm. like he gives into his rage or he takes his like red yeah. lightsaber mm-hmm. and uh, there's like some other like things where they add a lot more depth i think he has like a flashback to him with qui-gon in one of the episodes yes and, yes, uh, yes I remember. i'd have to find some gendy um interviews because i think he really gets it like felony but you know gendy only had his like window of time with that franchise right right, right. we uh we stand gendy tarakoski in this house so and love, before love yeah before moving off from gendy i think um especially now more than ever because the fandom and i mean people who have listened to this podcast and who have heard me yell about star wars before they've probably heard me say similar things but the fandom itself now is so obsessed with like trying to distinguish what's important versus what's not important yeah and they they try to measure that on a more of a literal scale than more of a scale of like well like how does it make you feel on the inside how is it Uh how important isn't it is it to you right so they'll look at something like oh and we can talk about this in the bad batch too because there's an example i will bring this back to so people say something like oh well Gendy Clone Wars, and I remember back in like 2013 when Pablo Hidalgo was still on Twitter. The one time that the one time <laughs> that he guy. ever replied, yeah, the one time that he ever replied to me is I I just asked a very simple question. I was like, hey Pablo, like I grew up like on Gendy's Clone Wars. Like, why is just out of curiosity, like why is it not canon? Right? I'm just very curious. Like, yeah, not no then, maliciousness. Yeah. No, no. I was like, why? I'm just curious. Why is it not canon? And he replied and he said, Well, George never saw it as canon anyway uh, he just saw it no no no. like he just saw it as like this cool extra bonus thing that he had a lot of faith in he didn't really see it as like the dif- uh, which yeah, I, can, I, could, I, could, I could i could actually see that sorry dude um yeah so no, no, no. yeah go ahead go ahead go ahead well, i was just gonna say if you watch that like a lot of stuff is different like like uh grievous he's voiced by another guy that's not matt yeah. wood mm-hmm. and the way they use grievous is like he's way different even in, i think in the 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 felony clone wars because grievous is almost like portrayed like a terminator like a horror movie character yeah and i think even in like mm-hmm. in clone wars the the cgi clone wars he's not that he's more like a devious sort of general like he's like mm-hmm. you know he doesn't like crawl up like walls like he does in like the gendy clone wars he does he does but not but it's not the same it's not the same yeah because like when he's introduced for the first time He's almost just like this like horror movie character just like killing all these jedi like yeah. but he's doing yeah. it like a cart like a john carpenter like the thing he's doing it like in seat like secrecy or like he's you know in the shadows a lot so yeah. I, I could definitely see that where the way they use it and like even in the terakasi clonors the way they use the clone like the force is like they're almost like superman or like super like, like dragon ball like dragon, dragon ball because it's so <laughs> exaggerated yeah yeah but so so he even then, so Pablo Hidalgo, and he's given this explanation so many times before. It's like, well, George never saw it as something that he thought was like necessarily canon. Mm-hmm. You know, he he just thought it was a cool bonus thing that he put a lot of faith in, he, and he supported, which is cool. But now, some nowadays people will be like, oh, it's not canon, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Oh, oh like that doesn't matter. Why? Why? Why am I gonna watch it? Why am I? Oh, they put it on Disney Plus. That's cool. I don't care. It's not canon, is it? Where does it fit on this timeline? Yeah. And again, I think Lucasfilm, they're not, I'm not going to say they're partly to blame, but when Lucasfilm themselves, they love, they love, they love to do this more than, than Marvel. I'll say that. They love to, to like put their stuff up on a pedestal and put yeah. it on a nice timeline and mm-hmm. tell the fans, look, 
this is where this is. This is how definitive yeah. our brand is. Mm -hmm. to, to the point where you have the movies and you have the fucking Disneyland uh, theme park that's included in the in the timeline. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, a little, that's 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 too crazy. We're like, guys, look at this. Look how beautiful this timeline like is. We this we is had definitive. it all planned out. Right. So yeah. when you see when when Gendy's Clone Wars and there's other examples, whether it be from other stuff from Legends, when they don't make it on this timeline that Lucasfilm and Disney they're that they're selling, uh -huh. people look at it and they're like, why do I give a fuck? Why should it, I care? It's so <laughs> yeah, it's so self-important. Um, yeah, because I, a lot of these things carry a lot of value still. Yeah, exactly. Yeah um yeah so yeah because even marvel it's like marvel's just like spider-man homecoming like avengers was like eight years ago and then uh yeah. homecoming's like oh yeah it was it was 10 and then kevin feige was like no it's not he just did that for the movie it's like yeah. i don't care it's it was for the story you know yes the, the closest that you can say to marvel is how the netflix fans like the daredevil jessica jones and, and the abc fans agents of shield and agent carter how uh, they don't feel like they're as included into the main universe as, say, the films. But even then, they get thrown plenty of bones, in my opinion. Yeah. You get characters from Agent uh, Carter showing up in Endgame, and you're like, oh, wait a minute, maybe this does, like, matter. So, like, again, this whole mentality of, like, what matters and what doesn't, I feel, has plagued, like, the oh, fandom. Has yeah, no, definitely. Um, uh, yeah. Um, but I'm going to bring this up again. We're going to Bad Batch. I will yeah, bring it we'll, up. we'll get to example. it. Um, I really quick, because I was going to say just my, my Star Wars first memory. Uh, mine was like this, uh, I had like a kind of a memento sort of viewing of the original trilogy because I, uh, the first Star Wars movie that I remember watching was uh, uh, Return of the Jedi. It was uh, the VHS special edition. And that's the one where uh, Lucas is talking in the pre-tape the pre or whatever of talking mm -hmm. about the prequels. He's talking about it on the VHS. And uh, I used to like play with my little X-wing toy my dad got me and like reenact them. So I think I saw Return, then Empire, and then probably like the New Hope at some point. So it was like all backwards, but I, I love them. And I, you know, I guess I started. I guess I'm older than you guys, but like, I, yeah, I started on the, I started on the original trilogy, and then you know, watched the prequels. And my dad took me. He fell asleep so during a new uh, during Phantom Menace. So. <laughs> You know, that was cool. I was just watching. Yeah, understand. He's, he's old. Very old. Oh, my mom. That's funny. My mom actually fell asleep while watching uh, New Hope. Oh, okay. She was six years old and she was like, I guess I needed glasses because I couldn't see what was happening. Yeah. I I mean, it happens like to the best of us. I've fallen asleep in a lot of movies, even in a theater. You know, I fell asleep during Shazam. Oh, no, no, no. That's a whole other can of worms, Gene. All right. <laughs> Don't open that good. one right It's now. all good. Um, but he was tired. Just, just really quick, um, before we go into the Bad Batch, um, what uh, what season did you guys watch? Uh, did you guys from the start, um, I know we were talking about the Clone Wars, did you watch the movie in theaters? Um, what was your like introduction to Clone Wars? It was just always on Cartoon Network. That's how I remember it. <laughs> that's where i saw the movie we were talking about that earlier i mean cartoon was always on and then until season seven on disney plus nice but, yeah yeah watching season seven i was like i don't think i remember a lot of stuff that happened but... yeah it's it's a, it's a show that's like, <laughs> like 13 years old that's barely ended yeah. this so is I a, don't blame you. and i was like this is a really long show mm -hmm. okay can't be too can't be too much in there 
Yeah. No, I remember the main stuff, but. Uh, Andrew, did you have any? Like, when did you start I, watching? I I remember watching the premiere when it happened on Cartoon Network. That episode where Yoda is Yoda, yeah, is, is on Toydaria with the Toydarians, mm-hmm. the the Waddle, yeah. the Waddle aliens. I believe that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then after that, I don't know why I just never continued. But I remember at one point, I don't even remember what year it was. Maybe 2012, 2013. I went I went out of my way because back then StarWars.com they had like a a list on the official website that was like the chronological order of the episodes because in Lucas's madman vision, he loves mm. his stuff to be uh, like out of order and that's what he like I, serialized and that that was his I, vision, which I can weird. totally admire. I can totally yeah. admire. His, he stuck to his guns. Cool on him. You know what I mean? Um, but I and back then, because I didn't like have, they were, they were on Netflix. They just got added to Netflix. Um, I was like, you want, let me go watch them from like this order and I watched the entire series from whatever order it was to whatever it told me. And it was kind of weird. It, was kinda, it wasn't it was that weird because I'm like, all right, I just had to jump around a few seasons. But there were some episodes yeah. that were like, okay, start in season two, go back to one, finish one, jump to three, then go back to two. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> like, what the how, did, how did they get away with this? But yeah. um, I watched it in that order, fell in love. I was a part of the whole, I guess, I guess all of us, I can't just say me. We were, we can feel like we were all a part of like the the movement and the, you know, revive it, stuff like that, bring, bring Clone back and mm-hmm. covering, because I covered the show extensively two years ago now, that's crazy, I feel like it was just last year, for uh, the, the website I helped run Discussing Film, and going that, like, it felt like, it feels kind of like a fever dream now. To feel like the fact that they brought the show back and that I, I got a chance to write a lot about it and that I actually like it's so weird to think that like when that when I first saw that show I was just like a fan or I am just a fan now but when I came back that I guess had I was in a different state of I don't want to say influence you know I had a thing going for me and that I feel like wow I actually did grow up with the show because I am an adult now like doing like a job and this is a part of my job. How crazy is that? So that's oh, why I feel, no, I feel like that's that's a part of the reason why I like. And of course, besides the fact that it's never really let me down. I don't think so. Because if it would, <laughs> you'd hear me bitching about it right now. But uh, um, yeah, the fact that I've grown that much with the show, or I did, and that it never once like let me down mm-hmm. severely. And it was, all, again, going back to Filoni, it was always in tune with what I I expected and it went above and, and it even went above that. Yeah. So I mean it's it's I'm not trying to I think Diego said it when we were covering the finale. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'm not gonna try to steal his words, but I think I'm gonna try to quote him is he said something like it feels like uh and also it's a little bit unfair because this is the last thing that George worked on before he retired, but you still feel like those pieces and those like uh those elements of George left. And I don't, I feel like you don't really feel that as much. There's, there are instances, I'm not going to say that it's completely stripped, but like in the new movies, you feel mm-hmm. you, like, if you're lucky, you'll feel that every now and then, or if they make a really good decision, you're like, wow, like this yeah. is what George would have wanted. You feel it the mouse, like that. the yeah. mouse's hand at work. <laughs> in, in Clone Wars, you feel that the whole time. That yeah. never went away. Even when they brought it back and George had not touched it for such a long time, it still felt that way. And I feel like that's why it's so special. And again, we're about to go into it. I feel like some of that 
is carrying over into the Bad Batch. So the Bad Batch, it dropped um, on May the 4th. I guess it dropped at midnight. And this is the continuation of the Clone Wars because these had, clone, these had uh, the characters we saw in that last season. Um, yeah, for the, for us, I guess, I don't know if this is technically a spinoff or a continuation. Uh, I guess you yeah. couldn't have chose a better yeah. cast of characters. I did think I clicked uh, the wrong series for a minute. Mm. <laughs> and then it just burns away. Oh no, you're watching Bad Batch. Yeah, bad Batch. And actually, while I was watching it, my sister walked by and she was like, does that say Bad Bitch? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, close, close. There are some bad bitches here, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that way just really quick that's so funny that you said that because when they first announced the show and when they first put again going back to the fucking timeline that they love to sell when they did that presentation in uh last december uh-huh. and they showed all the all the new star wars things so you had like Rogan, obi-wan and it said bad batch like at the bottom left and i had so many friends who were like bad bitch like what the heck they really thought it said bad bitch and uh, it looks funny because they kind of if you if you kind of swing or if you don't look right away, it does look like it says that. Yeah, <laughs> it does look like that. But yeah, that can be our nickname for it. But yeah, this is the. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's um, well, it's like it's like Pac-Man. Why they changed his name it used to be Fuckman. So definitely could <laughs> do some uh, good Photoshop there. But yeah, um, no. I, first episode and this is like full-on spoilers so if you i don't know if any listener hasn't seen it at this point well just like go ahead you could stop it you could pause it and then you could you could uh hear us just spoil the show for you um so what what was uh what was the thoughts on um like bad batch as it as it was announced um i know we were, we were talking about the timelines but like what was your first impression because i know there was a lot of takes on when they announced like all the Disney Plus shows um, at that like meeting or that presentation or whatever, I was all for this one, but uh, I don't know if I'll watch like a, I'll watch a, like an Acolyte TV show or whatever that spinoff was. <laughs> yeah. The Palpatine one, we all know it's Palpatine. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. What'd you guys? Uh, what'd you guys think as this uh, as we slowly got closer to this? Being Clone Wars fans. Hmm. I mean, I love the clones. I was excited that we're going to get this whole group together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still fresh on this, so. Okay. Yeah, out of all those things in the presentation, this one, I was like, you can't say anything about this. I don't want to hear any uh, film Twitter people talking shit because this is... Uh, yeah, I did it. This looks, this looks dope. It looks awesome. We're going to have uh, okay. four clones. Voiced by D. If, Bradley if, Baker. Yeah, I'll, I'll 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 be the wild card here in this in this segment. Okay. Um, when the show was first announced, even though I've been praising uh, Star Wars animation as much, I was like a doubter because, well, first of all, it just sounds like what, like why, like <laughs> no offense, no offense, okay. no offense. But you know what? You know what? I think you just like, wanted a you wanted no. a spinoff of the Martez just... sisters. That's what you wanted. <laughs> I like them. I like them. You cannot spin me as some kind of incel gene because I am on this podcast in previous episodes praising them. Okay. Okay. So I'm not an incel. Okay. I no. Um. It just. I'm not gonna lie. At first, it seemed. I guess. uh, Like why? 
like what worth is there? Um, and I, I think a piece of this has to do with the fact that as Star Wars fans, I guess a lot of the fandom, we're just so ready to move on to new things. Yeah. That's why I guess uh, Mandalorian really took off because it was uh, in an era of Star Wars that we had not really seen explored. Not really. Mm-hmm. And with, uh, you know, after Return of the Jedi, all, all that stuff had only been in comics and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we've seen like Order 66 plenty of times. We just saw it again in the final <laughs> season of Star Wars. Uh, I think they pull it off great, but I'm just, the fact is that we did just see it again. Uh, we've seen we all of these spinoff movies, Solo, Rogue One, They've all taken place in the twenty-year gap between uh, four, uh, between three and four, you know. And then there's a lot of other things still on the way that are still going to take place between three and four. So I was just like, well, what can you add that I haven't seen before, right? And if you're just going to do it with um, just these clones, a big concern, and I cannot take like a, a bunch of people were saying this, like, who is this show for? Like it's, it feels like it's just at, in the beginning. This is before we got a trailer or anything. People were just like, this just like, is this just a show that's going to be for like little boys? Yeah. That's all it feels like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, that wasn't like a, I mean, I, I, I can see that, you know, criticism, yeah. but I, I think it goes to say that like the big, like finding its worth, like, what are you going to show me that these other films, what the Clone Wars didn't already show me. Because I think a lot of people were like, for any people were like, uh, for for any characters mm-hmm. to get a a uh, a spinoff, why them? Like we just got introduced to them. There's arguably, arguably, yeah. and I I will say that they're good contenders. But arguably, okay. there are a bunch of other groups of characters that could have made just as an exciting spinoff maybe some of the bounty hunters like what happened kid right. boba, like, like kid boba. That's, i wanted to see that simon, That's yeah, what I running around see. with yeah he's running around with boss simon Pegg, dengar and stuff like that you know hey, if they, i think it's uh tom kenny boss too tom i think kenny, i think, yeah. I think boss. hey uh, if they bring back yeah, tom, kenny Greedo. tom kenny Greedo, simon yeah. Pegg, dengar yeah why are back, they right yeah if they bring back dengar in live action simon Pegg has to play him right Something like that. So yeah, if, yeah. Uh, he voiced him so, in Battlefront too. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you're like, game. out of all the characters, and plus, I think the idea of it just being uh, D. Bradley Baker, like, how, like, what, like, what are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. And I, I think to add you to add even more, I think a lot of fans were waiting for some kind of announcement as to a sequel series to Rebels. Yeah, yeah. That's like, that's what I was kind real, of waiting for. Which yeah, I guess is that live is still, action show. It's still on the way. It's, yeah, it's All still right. on the way. Right. In, in some shape or form, it's still on the way. Right. Uh, but at the time, people were really like, oh, well, what, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, give me Rebels 2 or whatever the hell it's going to be, right? Right, yeah. Um, but I, I think goes to say that the premiere, um, it definitely... Okay, I'll, I'll go again. Sure. But I think... But I think it goes to say what even these uh, these complaints, I think the premiere itself kind of crushed a lot of the big ones. Um, concerns being like, what is the worth in the show? Why am I going to watch this every week? Why even invest so much time in this corner of the, of the universe again, right? So I think it did what it needed to do. 
probably you know obviously it's just the beginning so there's probably yeah. like a lot of room for like improvement and stuff right. like that but well, that, where it that, being the beginning solid yeah, that that opening is like really solid like um you know seeing them in action in the clone wars i mean you saw them in the in the in the original clone wars but like um just seeing like them just being even more badass they like flip over tanks and Mm-hmm. And everything um also that was um we had a we had like a kanan came cameo even though he's going by a different name that was cool um i wish like they used another voice actor um yeah. uh, <laughs> freddie freddie prince jr couldn't um have the vocals of a 13 year old but they tried i don't know do you like the thing they he do is. with south park where south park they just mess with their audio because they can't do the voices anymore yeah <laughs> it's so distracting <laughs> Yeah, it's really. So distracting. Yeah, that's that's a that's a bad call. Who made that? Who made that call? I like uh, Kanan. A like, grown ass. Yeah. Grown it's ass. a grown ass man coming out of a little boy's body, and you're like, <laughs> what the hell? It's it's very distracting. I mean, I don't understand. Like, if you would have just had to be a little kid, right? And they just call him uh, by his name. We we still know who it is. I, yeah, you would have known like, if you like, you know. We, if you just say his name a lot, which they do already, yeah. we know who it is. Just have yeah. a little kid. But that's a wonky decision. Or, like, I don't know, does, like, does him and, like, <laughs> Sarah Michelle Gard, do they have kids or whatever? Because they're married. He's married I to think him. they might. Just Like, have one of his kids never... voice it. Like, have, like, his, like, son. He's like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that'd be cute. Yeah. Play his dad. I don't know. Because, like, he could not voice, like, a, like a 12-year-old. That was really yeah, distracting. Yeah, that was... That was really distracting. Yeah, that got me out of it. And then I was like, hey, Caleb! Caleb! Yeah. It's it's really weird. And going back to what I said before, that's I think that was one of the things that people had talking because, to my knowledge, um, and you can prove me wrong, anyone, like, uh, or maybe someone who watches this will be, like, in the comment section and be like, Andrew's wrong! But that is, that retcons, um, his oh, perspective of order yeah. from his solo comic series. yeah it does because i was like i was gonna say like you know why why did they voice have freddie prince voice him because it's like we know his backstory through the comic and it's like why the fuck are we reading all these why, why are we reading all these comics for you know <laughs> yeah so that's the thing i wanted to come back to because what like was, what was the point of that not even from my funny. understanding i i have not read those comic books but i hear that the the canaan series was pretty good um, his solo series that you see, like he's a Padawan, and you see—I don't know if I'm correct, but I believe he loses his master yeah. at Coruscant because he's fighting a lot of Arc troopers, yeah, like the red ones that are like the the royal kind of like the royal guards or whatever, yeah, yeah. Um, or the royal troopers, if you want to say. Um, which, so yeah, it's it's definitely odd. It's, yeah, it's a retcon. I mean, it's not... Okay, look, it's not the biggest deal and, like, this no. is the sad truth because... Why? Because it's a comic book and yeah. <laughs> not everyone reads... It's yeah. very demeaning and I... It's a shame because I don't think that's the way it should be. Yeah, it went but, It uh, went the way of, like, all the Expanded Universe books. Yeah. Just and in a $2 that, bin somewhere. That, <laughs> that, I, like that's I, I like some yeah, of those books. I like some of those books. Yeah, Because people... A lot of people do. A lot of people love those stories. In case you didn't hear people kinda... yelling about it online. <laughs> yeah, in case you didn't. Oh. Yeah. In case but, you didn't realize, like... but... Mm-hmm. 
Oh, if I have to see Order 66 for like the 60 millionth time, <laughs> I do, I kind of, I was just, I was interested in this part because, you know, it's like, okay, it's coming. Let's just, let's just get this over with already. Yeah. It's but, like, it's like um, Batman's I like the, yeah, yeah. You're like, okay, let's get this. Let's just do, I want to see the pearls drop. Let's go. Let's move mm -hmm, on yeah. to what I really came here for. But <laughs> I, I like the sense of confusion that's there. I like how, yeah, I, I, I liked all those moments where it was just like, and the other clones just being like, what are you guys doing? What's going mm -hmm. on? And mm -hmm. then, you know, we find out throughout the episode on why. Yeah. But and then, that yeah. whole moment with them and the young and the Padawan just, yeah, running away like, guys, uh, get away from me. And it's like, why are you guys, we're, we're on your side. What are we, what's going on? Right. Yeah, everyone except Crosshair is who is just trying to like, Crosshair tried to just murder him. <laughs> um, hmm. Yeah. yeah I think, Cross, Crosshair is yeah. a jerk. Um, <laughs> I think that's yeah. one of like the benefit, mm -hmm. or like I think that's like one of the benefits of the premiere because I think it's very aware of like what it needs to get through and all the ground it needs to cover. It's seventy minutes. When I first found that out, I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, I mean, Me I'm excited, but seventy yeah. minutes? What the fuck? Uh, but the 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 show is very much aware of what it needs to go through and like all the stuff that it needs to cover. So by getting Order sixty six like really just out out the way just like nothing, I think is to the show's benefit. And I don't think the show necessarily treats it like nothing, but like it's not perceived under the same like, like grand perspective or like the same as dramatic perspective as like, uh, let's say the, the season finale of mm -hmm. like uh, the mm -hmm. Clone Wars or like yeah. some or other media. It just, yeah. It just, it, yeah, it just kind of goes through it and you're like, yeah, I mean, I guess like I know it was going to happen. So like, right. I don't think it's that much of a, I'm not saying it's a poor decision, but more of a of well, a very well, intentional. Yeah, it's it's from the clones' perspective, and they're not like you know for them they don't know what's going on. Like they're not um, programmed to. Well, yeah, because they're defective essentially. They're not mm -hmm. programmed to execute it. So like, yeah, you're kind of seeing it from their perspective, and it wouldn't be as dramatic like how it is in Revenge of the Sith, where it's like basically they film it like Godfather, the end of the Godfather, where yeah. they assassinate <laughs> all the dons. Yeah. Um, you just see it like, hey, what was that? It's like, that was weird. And then they're like, oh, yeah, like, oh, we, we, like, they killed everyone. And like, why didn't we do this? And they're like, oh, yeah, because we're defective. You know, we're not like programmed like the clones. Yeah, I feel like that's what it would. It, it felt like a more lived in moment than a cinematic one, because it's just like, um, I think we all know what it's like going through like <laughs> for the year that we've all had, like just that kind of confusion. So, you know, yeah, I understood yeah. like when they get back to the base and it's like, um, what's going on? And everyone's like, what do you mean? He's like, I want to be in this meeting. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've had days like that. Like, I would like to see what's going on here. It's like COVID? I like... also like, <laughs> COVID? Yeah. What? Yeah. And then, um, you know, when we see you know, Palpatine give his speech, you know, I liked being down there with the clones at this point. That was nice. Yeah, it's it's interesting because they reuse um, Ian McDermott's the, audio. Yep. Because it would probably be like, uh, was it, what's his, uh, what's his name? He's uh, Darth Maul. Sam Witwer would usually mm -hmm. do Palpatine in the Clone Wars. Or for that one season, it was randomly uh, Tim Curry. But um, yeah. um, that's, that's a cool, that's a cool thing. Um, but yeah, just seeing their perspective, Palpatine doing his speech and like they don't like comply and just kind of like they're the clones kind of like they're kind of like the they're, the, they're probably like the best clone 
like troopers, but like the other clones just hate them. Like they're like the mm. nerdy kids or the the like the geeks in high school or like the unpopular <laughs> kids. I was gonna say they're like our, but I guess this still works. They're our audience surrogates. It's like what it would be like to be a clone right now. Of like, <laughs> what is everyone doing? What is it? What's it like being in America right now? Is everyone really saying that? Are we just, <laughs> okay. Did you hear what I heard? Yeah, they're yeah they're they're an inter- yeah they're an interesting bunch. Um, I was gonna just point out because um, I haven't said this already. Like, I have to like do a big shout out to D. Bradley Baker, who's just like amazing. He's like one of the, I think he's like one of the best voice actors because um, you know I, I, he's he's done like a bunch. Literally, like every show you probably watch as a kid, he probably did it. Like he's the lizard from Spider Man. He's like freaking in the Spider Man game. He's like Carnage. He voices like six characters in the PS One game for Spider Man. This guy's like, Andrew. You probably I don't know if you if you reviewed it. Like, just like that guy needs like just people need to recognize that guy as just like such an influential no, voice actor because people are always like Kevin Conroy, uh, you know Tim Curry, but like Dee Bradley Baker is just amazing as a voice actor. I have to, yeah. like, to say that the range. Uh, I did, yeah i I did cover the yeah. premiere. But <laughs> one thing that was so hilarious that I feel like. You watch like as people who are us, we've we've already seen Clone Wars. Our our minds are trained already <laughs> to like hear this dude's voice come out of like ten fucking people in the same room. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm curious. I'm really curious. Was even for me, like someone who's seen all like the shows and shit. Like there was at one point in this uh, episode where I'm sitting down, and it kind of like it was like an uncanny feeling that hit me, where I was like, it's the same fucking dude. Yeah, who's been talking for the last five minutes, <laughs> and it just nonstop. Mm-hmm. It's just seventy-five yeah. minutes of this guy talking to himself. Yeah. And it's amazing. And yeah. The, yeah, the the crazy thing is that the people who have worked with uh, like the directors and shit who've worked with D, and specifically on the Bad Batch, the way that he records these things, it's like you would think that like because like his mind, he needs to like dedicate. Like a different, I guess, persona or so mentality. One character at a time. Yeah, but this dude, like coming from the people who have seen in the sessions, he does it all at once, and he yeah. just does it like I was. I was he do doesn't this. do different sessions. He just goes through it, and he just fucking switches on a dime. Yeah, it's like a split personality. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. he does yeah. it in one. And he, well, he does it in one go, and it, it's fucking crazy. And, I, and I'm really curious as to people because, like, I reviewed the like the episode. And I had I had a few people ask me. Like, would you recommend this if I've never seen Clone Wars or like a show? And that's a really tricky question because I want to say absolutely because it's a good show. But at the same time, a piece of me is like, well, not really because like one, because of the context of who these people are. But two, like this whole this whole setup and this whole scenario, not everyone is used to hearing this dude's voice come out of like yeah. 10 like people in the same room. It might be a little weird for them or it might be a little... I don't want to say like it's not negative, but it takes a while to get used to it. Because yeah. when we all first started Clone Wars, it was definitely one of the more interesting appeals. And it's like there was it's kind of it has a cute charm to it, like, oh, it's the same guy. But yeah. like that, not, that takes, can I, you really sit down and listen to this dude for hours upon it? Right. You know? Yeah, but I think you also get the advantage of that. It's it's animation, so I think you can get away with it a lot more. And I also yeah. I watched Orphan Black on BBC yeah. in America, mm-hmm. so I am used to watching an one actor in a room basically talk to themselves for like an hour and a half. But yeah, nice. I still, I don't, 
I mean, maybe not on a dime. That would be really interesting if she, she could do that for that show. <laughs> yeah. But I was just imagining him with just like a mic, like an open mic, just like doing a whole episode, like a one man show. Why not? Yeah. He's insane. He's yeah. insane. Gotta, like, yeah, kudos definitely. to him, man. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely got to like praise his like performance because, yeah, he's carrying the show. Um, <laughs> he is the show. He's he's the, he is the, the show. show. Yeah. There's he's other voices. The yeah. And the, and the, the, the batch we'll call it like the main group i mean they're distinct enough you know i think yeah. you know by design i think we'll i think i think people can get into this oh I, for sure i know a lot of people that got into clone wars kind of late and they were just like oh oh they're oh yeah they are clones they kind you kind of forget after a while because the personalities are quite distinct i think yeah, yeah they are Definitely. they are i'll give you that for sure you will catch really up curious. on it yeah it takes a while to get used to. It's like, um, you know, when you know a pair of twins, you know, you'll figure it out. <laughs> you don't notice it right away, but then you're like, oh, it's of course they're two different people. <laughs> of yeah. course they are. <laughs> Just like clone troopers, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But um, yeah, going off of that, like um, the show's a lot darker, it seems like, than um, Clone Wars. I know Clone Wars gone to some some like definitely darker material but like you know interesting uh, places yeah interesting places because i don't recall like a uh, episode of clone wars where you know like one of the clones is trying to like murder like a like a small child <laughs> a small child <laughs> you know like um just seeing like uh. all, you know like the stuff where it's like tarkin and uh, it was cool to see tarkin pop up because that's like one of the cooler of like that's one of my personal like i always enjoy like anything tarkin so mm -hmm. like, oh i love seeing him show up yeah, that was that was that was awesome. Um, but yeah, I was just gonna say, just uh, do you have any thoughts on uh, just like these like darker themes of the show? I I think that's one of the more appealing things about how easily it just weaves over from Clone Wars because Clone Wars had this very distinct, and I mean I'm not saying that Rebels didn't have it or maybe Resistance didn't have it, but I think Clone Wars nailed this very significantly where it didn't feel the exact same in those other examples where it has like a very whimsical and it can jump from very whimsical and very gleeful tones because at the end of the day and again we've said this before on this podcast like we are literally talking about a kid show yeah like mm -hmm. we like 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 and that is not a negative like this no. show is made for kids and we're adults here talking about a kid show and that's okay but a lot of people <laughs> will carry these things to heart and will be like, this is not dark. Like, dude, you're, you're talking about a, a fucking animated show for kids. Yeah. But I think that's one of the best things about the Clone Wars because it was able to carry those two things or like yeah. those whimsical and those beautiful elements and those were, very were very attracting for a children's program. But it very easily slid into very mature, into very dark themes of like, uh, like genocide, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Jess, uh, we're gonna start with that. <laughs> yeah, and I think uh, it did it very significantly, where no other show was doing it like that at the time, and it's specifically something as in yeah. Star Wars wasn't doing it that well. And I think it carried over into this, yeah. where in the way that you said, well, what do you call this? Like a spinoff? Or to me, it doesn't really feel like a spinoff. It feels like a direct continuation. Right, because yeah. it carries yeah. the same the same balance of tones. Mm -hmm. It feels like I'm watching Clone Wars. Yeah, it's just more like, like, but it's like Godfather it's, Part One and then Part Two. Yeah, and that's not a negative. I don't yeah. think that's no. a negative. I think that's a good thing. But yeah. I think I think well, this. Yeah. 
Well, there's It'll... two things. Like when you're a kid's mm -hmm. show, you have to be smart about it because you can't just mm -hmm. go all Game of Thrones. Like, yeah, whatever. You kind of have to use the imagination with that. And crap, what else was I going to say something? <laughs> go <laughs> ahead. I'll, I'll remember. Yeah. But Good. But um, mm -hmm. damn, I lost my train of thought. But uh, oh, that's all right. If it feels like. Even like I, I feel like it's not a negative for me to say it feels like a direct continuation because people are just like, well, why not just make more Clone Wars then if yeah. you're gonna make it? Because the original plan for the series before they greenlit like a final revival season was that the show was gonna continue slightly after Order sixty six anyway. So people might be like, well, why just not make another like season eight of Clone Wars and have the Bad Batch have another arc, right? Like that that could be like a complaint. Yeah, but. This show will definitely, I feel, differentiate itself because, again, like we've never. I mean, I just I said it earlier. Like we we've seen things before three and four, three and four before, but we haven't seen things exactly like this, where the empire is like the very earliest of days. Like how mm -hmm. people react, yeah, how, how people will either sub, how some people either submit because they think it's good, or some people will start a fight, like mm -hmm. as we see, we, in, Grimm, in, yeah. we get teased and stuff like that. So. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I feel like that's all cool and everything. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like this show definitely has more up its sleeve. Yeah, because I, you, yeah, you I guess you can't make the show just right, that, right? You know. Sure. Well, I guess kind of. Well, we're a little uh, short on time, but just like winding down here, I guess like uh, that goes into like kind of our last few thoughts on the show. Um, what do you you know? Because we've uh, seen just the premiere at this point. What are your uh, expectations um, for the rest of this uh, series? I know this might be a little long-winded, um, but yeah. I love the I love the new tough guy becomes dad trope. I talked about it on Mandalorian. I love the found family type of thing, especially if it's mm -hmm. you know what what is it four clones and a baby? We're gonna call this <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, but oh. it's just interesting to me. Star Wars was always about dads. If you think about it, there was this documentary I saw like a long i don't remember what it was called but it was just it was about star wars fans and it's one of those documentaries where you're laughing at star wars fans and then at the end they're just like how dare you laugh at these fans they're sad they're people <laughs> but he they asked so why star wars and you know the huge answer for that was like i related to luke because luke had a shitty dad mm. and i'm like oh so now I, i'm going into that mindset because of mandalorian with all these like found family things it's like what are these guys working through right now? <laughs> what are you know. guys working out right now either just just the idea of like yeah i have some baggage i might be a hot mess but i still have to be i can still be a good person a good dad and i think that's nice yeah, yeah it's um yeah i'll say i'll say i think a lot of and this might be controversial but i think a lot of the show is gonna hinge on Omega. Yeah, and I'll say this: that I definitely we talking talk about, about her a little. Yeah. yeah, but I think a lot of those, a lot of the show is gonna hinge on her, and I think it's gonna be for the better because I would not watch a series about just a bunch of badass clones. Like she yeah. definitely adds that, uh, that. She definitely changes things up for the better, but more importantly, I, there's a lot of like, I guess if you want to say poetry, you know how it rhymes. But <laughs> it rhymes. Yeah. A lot of he reminds me a lot of Baby Anakin from oh, the yeah. Phantom, specifically. Mm -hmm. But for a few she's reasons, she's special. Yeah, yeah, she's you. 
one, she's destined to be something greater that she's not aware of. It's yeah. a child. Mm-hmm. Two, they're very, very like naive in the sense that they're kids. Like, I think it takes a while for Omega to find the footing in the premiere because at first I was like, wow, this is like baby Anakin because she's like, not, she's not going yippee, but she's going like, what is this? <laughs> like, she's being very childish. Yeah. But yep. at, as the show later progresses and it shows you that she's not just like a naive little girl like there right. is something up with her and there's something going to be important she reminds me of that in that sense and also and this is going to be explored in, in other episodes she's never lived a life outside of what the she's Camino. seen yeah yeah so like anakin had never seen uh water or grass prior to living on tatooine he just saw sand his whole life it's something similar like with her it. where yeah where and you will I, see I, this uh, I saw the first episode. five minutes of the new one, so I know exactly what you're yeah, talking about. Exactly. I giggled. I'm like, oh. Yeah. She's never seen uh, all of these other things. So when she goes, she's like. She's been on a ship or whatever. Yeah. Like, she's not going to say, I hate water. It's hate everywhere. Water. She's not going <laughs> to say something like that. It's not like, like the that. aliens from It's science. cold. Yeah. It's <laughs> cold. It gets everywhere. But there are a lot of uh, baby Anakin parallels, I feel. Yeah. And I think all for the better. And I think, again, People don't fucking realize this is the fucking kid show we're talking about. People love to fucking complain and yeah. cry about the Martestis right. and Wars. Uh-huh. I don't know, because for all these reasons, it's stupid. Um, but I feel like when she first came out, I was like, oh God, I can feel the same thing happening here. Where all mm-hmm. these guys are going to be like, who's this little girl in my, my yeah. Bad Batch show about badass clones? Who is this? Fuck her or something. But she's gonna be i i think we're all gonna warm up to her much more i'm already liking her a lot i'm already feeling really connected i think it's really cute how she kind of looks like little boba but just a girl she has a little accent it's cute like it's cute why am i gonna i have nothing to complain about and also what they're gonna do with her thematically i feel is gonna be much more interesting because i've already seen people talk about how her relationship with the bad batch is gonna be kind of like grogu mandalorian-esque right right yeah, yeah. No, I'm not a big fan of Grogu, but yeah. no offense. It's gonna, I feel like we're gonna get much more out of that because she's an actual child who can talk, who has like, who can express emotion and who can like, has all these layers to her prior to just like a little puppet. Not a 50 yeah. year old toddler. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even, you know. That's weird. Benjamin Bunn. Uh... She's definitely gonna be the highlight of the show, and I feel like the potential for her moving even after Bad Batch. If she, whatever her hidden secret, whatever she's able to do, her capabilities, I feel like she can be a, a, a mainstay for yeah. the long run for, for sure. Yeah, and for the better, yeah. for the better. Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, she's uh, working with um, the people that make the clones. So she's exactly. there. She was probably made special for a reason, like quite yeah. literally. I'm also just like, I also don't care if we don't get a reason, but like, oh, she's a girl? That's interesting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess just my thoughts on what I want to see. Definitely more um, Omega. I think Omega's really um, an interesting character. Uh, I didn't see the Anakin parallel until you brought it up, but yeah, I don't know. Omega, se- Omega, or uh, Omega seems pretty pretty interesting, and just seeing more of the clones and like uh, you kind of saw a lot of the uh, like stuff on Camino um, through her that you hadn't seen before. Like you know, there were other like personalized clones besides Boba. You know, so mm-hmm. interesting, interesting. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll see more Mandalore stuff from her. I don't know. Omega um, means last. I just Googled it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's from the... Cause it's so from she's... The, it's Latin. 
The Last Clone. Oh, there you go, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> And then we get the rise of the clone. But get out! I'm out. Oh, goodbye, see, goodbye. Have, I'm done. We yeah. just have this. Oh like, no! Where are they going? Had a weird epiphany about the show. So that was. So that was Luke then. That last Jedi. No more uh -huh. Jedi. No. No more clone. No more clones. <laughs> no of, more well, clones. Which of, which we do not. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The potential with her is just so, again, like, I, I, I don't know if other people, I don't know if this is a hot take, because the moment that she, like, her first few scenes, I was like, oh, man, people are not going to like this. This It's really hard to write kid characters, yeah? So yeah, that was yeah. one of the parts, like, oh, these, well, these old did, dudes who are, like, yeah. At least they didn't have yeah. a 40-year-old voice in her. <laughs> yeah. But um, the potential with her, just because she is essentially... It feels kind of less like unfair just oh she's girl boba but in essence that like to to kind of pitch that to somebody who doesn't know anything oh she's like girl boba right yeah. she's a little kid uh yeah but, i don't know well I but, mean, it's, but, it's but, really been an episode i don't, don't want to say no that. exactly no 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 i'm saying that's just that that's just like the log line to her character i guess right, a girl yeah. boba like right? yes, but i feel what they're gonna do with her is gonna be so much for you. Just yeah, the, I can't even. Just what she can. Yeah. Yeah, I can't even predict. But yeah, I is guess she's gonna I'll be like the group of medic or something. Medic. She worked at the hospital, so <laughs> yeah. You know that character that has to be in like almost every space show. Yeah. So well, maybe she'll be that. Like, she'll be the new sniper after Crosshair. Like, Watch. Yeah. Yeah. Mark that's my right, because that's right. She's mm -hmm. like, I don't, I never shot before. What? Oh, yeah. and she shot. She shot him. That's good. Oh, she mark was, my word. How'd you, where'd you learn to shoot? I don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like Maggie. Maggie. She's like Maggie from The Simpsons. There you go. Bring it back. She's Maggie Simpson. Simpson. Yeah. Yeah. Full circle. Oh, there we go. I'm gonna say this here because I, like Lucasfilm is very uh, strategic and they're very like they don't always like they do shit on purpose all the time. Like they they did they entered they brought back the Bad Batch arc. Out of all the arcs that they had dead, that they could have revived for the final season, they brought them back. Why? Because they're gonna get a spinoff, right? So, mark my words, this Omega, just like Ahsoka, I feel like it's gonna be very easy to put her into live action. Yeah. And I don't see why. I mean, this is just like a tinfoil hat guess right now. <laughs> but I don't see why a character like her, who is a clone, I don't know what's gonna happen at the end of the series, and I don't know how long. Or how many seasons is going to go for? But uh, the first season is already going to be it's confirmed for sixteen episodes. Right. I don't know how long, but I can see uh, Omega popping up in the other Disney Plus shows. Yeah. If not, maybe Book of Boba Fett because there Boba Fett's involved and he's uh, a genetic clone as well, or something else, Ahsoka, whatever it may be. I definitely feel like we're going to see this person in live action sooner than later because there's just like no way like you guys like they love to connect their shit so much and they love to like how it like I know. connected yeah so yeah. i feel like if there's someone that's gonna live or that's gonna make it out of animation it's gonna be her well okay just put that on reddit and then timestamp it and you know <laughs> go viral i'm gonna pin it i'm gonna pin it right here uh -huh. next to han and then yeah <laughs> we'll get back to that Nice. Three years, you'll see. Three years, we'll Give it see. three years. Three years. Mark my words to the day. I'm putting. Yeah. But yeah, I guess um, that's our thoughts on the Bad Batch. Um, 
just wrapping up here. Um, let's see. Hey, um, Shelly, where can uh, people find you at social media? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm always changing my Twitter handle because I don't want my work to find me. But anyway, okay. it's sh <laughs> underscore lbi. And then you can follow me on Instagram. It's Shell D Chandler. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, yeah, definitely. You got some funny tweets. Um, some cool tweets. Uh, Andrew, uh, where can Thank people you. find you? Find you at? You can find me on Twitter at Andrew J six two six. And of course, you can see me. Uh, you can follow the page I work for, Discussing Film. You've probably seen them before. And I always advocate, and I try my best. If you ever want to have a gentle um uh civilized as obi-wan would say discussion about whatever it be capes superheroes star wars that it would be i will be there um and i'll try my best to engage because i feel like lately personally me and i feel like a lot of us kind of feel this way more or less about different things how there's just so much now that it's like either overwhelming or like we feel ourselves like we feel like we need to take breaks from like this kind of stuff but I feel like the Bad Batch is genuinely a nice, like, welcome back yeah. for me, is, I guess, into the yeah. Star Wars. Because I'm for other people here, even though we might feel the same. Maybe we do, probably. But this last, like, these last two years have definitely been not, like, the best in terms of me engaging with this uh, franchise. Because yeah. not the biggest fan of these last right. things that we've gotten in, yeah. in a row, man, I say, in a row. Yeah. I feel like this is a generally like it's a good welcome back for me. Okay. And I'm like, well, Def maybe I am a fan. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Maybe I am a fan. Welcome back. Yeah, enjoy. Um, definitely be on the lookout for that. I'd recommend. Uh, yeah, all the articles you guys have. Um, but yeah, you could find me on Twitter and Instagram uh, as uh, Gene nine eight nine two. Um, you could follow the Waffle Press on Twitter at the Waffle Press on Instagram at the Waffle Press Podcast. We're on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Uh, like, share, subscribe. Um, you know, you just look on there and find something you don't like. Or maybe don't. Uh, uh, subscribe anyway. That'd be really cool. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We've been professionally unprofessional.